Welcome back, my friend, to MPI Radio. I'm your host, James Allen, helping you make your own massive, positive impact in the world. Today, we're continuing our discussion on forgiveness. So if you haven't already, I highly recommend that you check out the podcast episode. Um, Not the last one, probably two episodes ago, because I had an expert interview that came out. Uh, I put up forgiveness in big block letters, so it's pretty easy to find as you scroll through my episodes. Uh, This one won't be the same, and the next one. I'm doing a little series here where I'm going to release three tangible practices that you can use to help you understand forgiveness easier. People talk about forgiveness. Maybe you've heard about it. Maybe you stay away from it. You're like, heck no, not going to talk about that uh, because that stuff hurts. That's hard. Yes, it is hard. And forgiveness is the most liberating practice that we can practice. And again, it's a practice. It's a it's a lifelong process. And if you're wondering right now, do I have forgiveness work to do? I feel pretty okay. Everybody has forgiveness work to do. If you're breathing, you have forgiveness work to do. Okay. Um, so as I mentioned in the last lesson about this, I'm going to just reiterate it because I think it's, I think it's so important to talk about this. And it's a quote from A Course in Miracles, but it says that every act is either a call for love or an expression of love, regardless of how unskillful it may appear. Okay. Another thing from Course in Miracles says that forgiveness is a shift in perception that removes a block in me to my awareness of love's presence, which brings me to uh, today's practice. So in the last one, we talked about the practice of the Tonglin, which focuses on your breathing, which chills the nervous system because usually it's pretty intense, you know, thinking about people who've wronged you or challenging situations um, or just even for yourself, you know, practicing that forgiveness portion. Um, so, yeah, it's it's removing a block in us to our awareness of love's presence. And today we're going to talk about the namaste practice. So just real quick little lesson in case you didn't know, you probably do know, though, uh, maybe. Uh, namaste, just where it comes from, is actually uh, associated in both Hinduism and in yoga. Yoga, so much respect for yoga. I tried a yoga class once, and I'm a pretty fit person. I like to exercise, and it whooped my butt. Yoga whooped my tail. But anyway, that's where it comes from. Hinduism, yoga, at the end of pretty much every class that I've been into anyway. I'm not like a religious yogi or anything. Uh, they always say namaste. And people are like, oh, namaste, namaste. But do you know what it really means? Uh, I've seen many different kind of ways to explain it. But namaste means the divine in me recognizes and honors the divine in you. Again, namaste means the divine in me recognizes and honors the divine in you. So why? Like, I think that's cool, you know, because it goes back to like, uh, forgiveness is a shift of perception that removes a block in me to my awareness of love's presence because love is everywhere, always present. And it just comes down when you practice forgiveness, you begin to be more aware of the ever flowing love because every act is either a call or expression of love. Hope this is making sense to you because, um, that love again is everywhere, always present. Okay. Uh, forgiveness is a process. Think about like peeling an onion, you know, you got one layer and then there's a new layer and you just keep peeling that onion. Uh, It takes work. It's a lifelong thing that we just always do. Uh, But more importantly, like why does forgiveness, 
why is it important? Why should, why should we practice it? Why should we even work on it? And the reason is because it frees us. And thinking about my analogy of a, a hose and having kinks in your hose, forgiveness is one of those kinks. There's fear, there's a sense of lack, not feeling deserving. All these things are kinks in the host. When you need forgiveness practice, which is super common, I think it's really important to talk about this. That's why I'm doing a little series on it uh, for 2020 and just 2021. Um, forgiveness is that thing that's going to set you free. So I work with like high achievers, you know, people who are doing awesome things in the world. Those are like the typical people that I love to work with. And it's like, well, how would this re relate to someone who's a high achiever or not? Because if you have forgiveness practice, you can't be at your best. And that's what it's about, being at your best consistently for the long term. And if you have all this resentment, blame, anger, you're not going to be able to perform at your best. To Even like with your kids, performing at your best with your kids, if you got resentment towards a spouse or a family member, you can't really be there for your kid because you're thinking in your head, Oh, that person, you know, blame, ah, resentment. And again, as the Buddha says, a person who holds resentment is like someone who picks up a hot coal and expects the other person to get burned. Whew. That's a good one. Um, so anyway, we talk about the divine in me recognizes and honors the divine in you. The reason I'm saying all this stuff is because forgiveness is important, first of all. Also, we want to be like the divine in me, the, the spirit inside of me recognizes and honors the spirit inside of you because that spirit is everywhere, always present. Okay. It's not saying that what you did is okay. It's not saying that, um, you know, those terrible things happened to you, that it's okay that those people did that or that person acted out in the way that they did because it was unskillful. It's not saying any of that's okay. It's just a shift in perception, like we said before. It removes that block in you so that you can be aware of love's presence. That's what the namaste practice is. So the divine in me recognizes and honors the divine in you. And the real practice is being able to see past all of the challenges and resentment and blame or insecurities that this person has and that makes them lash out on you or did in the past or anything, no matter how crazy it is, which you might want to slap me in the face for that. Like, you don't understand, but that's what it is. Okay, so we are, you want to see the infinite side of that person because every single one of us has an infinite side, which is like our soul aspect. And then we have a finite side, which is the human aspect and what we can feel and touch right here. But when we die, people have different beliefs. I believe that our souls leave us. Okay, I, am, I have lost friends and family members. And when I held their hand, uh, when they were gone, you can just feel that the life is gone from them. But there's a body but there's no life. There's no circulation inside of them. Really weird thing. I hope you don't have to experience that. Um, but that's what it is. You're recognizing and honoring and respecting the infinite side of this person. And there's a uh, saying by uh, Rumi, who's a great Persian poet, I believe. And he said that out beyond the field of wrongdoing and right doing, there's a field. I will meet you there. And uh, it's something along those. But basically it means that like, I don't have the quote in front of me, but it's about our souls being just fine. And that's really what the core of namaste practice is. It's that you understand that inside this person, no matter how unskillful, how uh, crazy they may, they may act or have acted or lashed out on you, there's a part of them that's just calling out for love. And having the namaste practice, you just kind of understand that. 
that there's something going on in them. And really what the namaste practice does is it helps you practice compassion because compassion is the first step to forgiveness. Compassion is where it all starts. There's a story that I'll share with you um, that my mentor, Mary Morrissey, shared with me about when she went to a grocery store. She's waiting in line, walks up to the um, the cashier, and the cashier's ringing things up, and she like double-priced something, and Mary looked at her and was like, well, hey, you double price this item. You know, I can see it there. Um, and it was something, it was a more expensive item. So she's like, Hey, like what the heck? And it was just like a small fix. Like, Oh, let me just delete it real quick. And the lady like freaked out. She grabs the the item, brings it over, makes this huge scene, causes all of this. And Mary's like, wow, this person just completely lashed out very unskillfully as we talk about. And then uh, the bagger, the young boy, uh, is like, hey, do you want help bringing your stuff out? And she said, absolutely. So she brings him out. And she's just thinking about this, what just happened in her head about how this, this woman just lashed out randomly when Mary asked her a question, being the customer. She goes out to her car and she naturally just kind of says it to the boy like, hey, that was kind of weird. Like, why did she act that way? And he said, oh, you know what? Um, her son actually just got in an accident and is in the hospital. And she's just having a really hard time because she doesn't know how she's going to pay the bills. And instantly when Mary heard that, she thought, wow, I feel so different about the situation now because she understood where the woman was coming from. And that's where we start to have compassion. And compassion is the first step to forgiveness because when you really like understand the whole story, then it's so much easier to forgive someone because you understand. You're like, I get it. I can see why you're so insecure. I can see why you're so angry right now. It has nothing to do with me. It's something going on inside of you. But there's a part inside of that person, again, that's just calling for love. And that's the core of the namaste practice. Understanding, paying attention to the part that's either calling for love or expressing the love. And be the person that's expressing the love. Okay? That's all I got for you. I just want you to kind of think about that. And even if like you don't know the whole story with compassion, to feel, you can still feel compassion without knowing the whole story. If someone's acting out, someone's acting unskillfully in some way, meaning they're being insecure, uh, lashing out on you, treating you poorly, you are expressing love. As long as you are always expressing love. I'm not saying that, oh, it's okay if you're just being a complete ass, basically. Um, if you're genuinely being a good person and practice things that like we talk about on this podcast or other podcasts similar to this, you're really genuinely like, I want to just be a kind person and give love and express love. And someone else is acting on you. Remember that they're calling for love. So be that beacon, be the love that you can shine on them. You can help them express love in their own way. And if they never do, okay, have compassion for them because that's going to make it so much easier to forgive that person. And remember, the divine in me recognizes and honors the divine in you. Remember that their soul is just fine, even if they're acting unskillfully on the human level. On the infinite side of them, they are perfect, and so are you. All right, that's all I got for you. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please leave a review. Subscribe to the channel. I have new episodes coming out every single weekday, Monday through Friday. Every Thursday is an expert interview which are always super cool. I like to kind of surf the internet, surf uh, Facebook, 
and then find people that have amazing stories or just really cool skill sets and are just doing great things in the world. Uh, expanding my network, it helps me. And I get to have this awesome conversation with someone and just kind of get get to dive into them. So you get to be a fly on the wall. Very cool. Check them out. But again, if you enjoy this podcast, please like it, leave a review, subscribe to the channel because there's new episodes. I'm really diligent about this, putting out new episodes every single weekday. Okay. Um, yeah. And then on top of that too, if you're like, okay, I, I understand kind of what you're saying. I'm still just kind of struggling with this. I don't really get how this applies to my life. This forgiveness portion you keep talking about, maybe you listen to all three of them and you're still kind of stuck uh, or any of the episodes really. I am offering you time with me. It's a complimentary focus session is what I call it because I spend time focusing on you, your challenges, your dreams, your goals, whether you're just starting out, that's fine. Or even if you're a high achiever and you got some big things you're going into, but you're starting to feel burnout, you're uh, kind of capping out or you've plateaued or hit the ceiling and you're like, is this it? Then this is a great opportunity for you. So links in the description, check it out. Uh, book a time and let just the, click the link, go straight to my calendar link. A couple questions I wanted to fill out just so I can understand where you're at. But we're going to talk about where you are, where you would love to be, and then you and I are going to game plan the best possible tangible action steps that you can do to actually get there, to bridge that gap. Okay? It's going to be awesome. So click the links in the description to get that. And I will see you in the next one. Take what you learned here. Get out there and make your own massive positive impact. We'll see you in the next one.